First things first, and the news that shook the NBA world. Where is Kevin Durant heading after asking out of Brooklyn? So take a look at what actually happened and who should we point the finger at? Who's to blame for what went down in Brooklyn? And get this, Wendy reporting the Lakers could possibly find a way to bring both KD and Kyrie to town. It just gets better and better. Good Friday morning, everyone. Welcome to First Things First. Nick Wright, Chris Broussard, Kevin Wilde, Nick, LeBron, KD, Kyrie. Is it is it happening? Is it is this actually possible? Jenna, the the body's not even cold yet. Have some respect for Chris <laughs> Broussard and his loss this morning before we discuss where they might go. I mean, come on. Let's let's uh, let's treat this with saying? dignity. Do I look Our sad? condolences. My oh, goodness. Our condolences. <laughs> All right, we will start with the bombshell that dropped in the NBA yesterday. Happened just before 3 p.m. Kevin Durant wants out, requesting to be traded from Brooklyn. Three years to the day that he and Kyrie announced they'd be teaming up in Brooklyn. And with only one playoff series win to show for it, too, KD has had enough. He's out. Nick, start with you. How shocked were you when you heard this? Oh, Jenna. Jenna, gone far too soon. Scary hours. We hardly knew ye. (laughs) Bruised beloved nets. Taken from us before they actually are able to accomplish anything. If I may, I apologize. You guys are laughing. It is a somber occasion. Can we just pour one out? For the Brooklyn Nets, I think I'm I think they deserve it. I I mean, listen, guys, it's the, <laughs> I mean, it's the biggest flop in NBA the history. It is the you know the three years, about a quarter billion in combined salaries in one series victory. For there's always next year Nets, but there's no longer next year, and there might not be much of the next decade now. And one just has to wonder, how could this have happened? Who could have seen this coming? Except for your buddy. Oh, who's back? Oh, it was a hard few weeks there with Brew on his third choice getting the finals right. And then it looking like, oh my God, Brew's stern negotiation tactics. Could it work? Could the NBA be turning a page? Could it all of a sudden be the adults taking back control? No, it's not. As we learned, the rules with the NBA always are the players always run the show. So Sean Marks and Joe Sy, I hope you have a whole bunch of pride left because that's all that's going to be left. You messed with Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving, you had the audacity to not give him $200 million. And because of that, uh, whose team is it now? Royce O'Neal's team. Royce O'Neal, I'm the captain now. They brought me in to save the day. It's unbelievable. Bro, I tried to warn you that, oh, it seems like, oh, yeah, where's Kyrie's leverage? Where's Durant's leverage? And the leverage is just manifested by virtue of the fact it's the NBA and their star players. And now it's, tell me if you agree with me here, Brew. it's the biggest flop in NBA history. It is worse than the Nets a decade ago. 
It is worse than Chuck going to the the Rockets. They at least made the conference finals. It's worse than the Lakers with Nash and Dwight because that was due to injury. This is due to incompetence, malfeasance, immaturity, poor management. And so, yeah, I mean, it's, it, I'm only shocked because I foolishly for a moment thought Brew was right. Oh, but moment? now I knew. I knew that couldn't last. I it couldn't last. No, no, no. No. So go ahead. Go ahead. How Sorry, about Drew. an Sorry entire show? Though. All right. You you praised my stern yeah. leadership and, and negotiating did. skills. I did. I was, but here's the thing, yeah, Nick. For a moment. I, aren't, you're, you're putting this on me. Who's the one that bought net season tickets? That would be well, you, yeah. my friend. <laughs> that, I and, did do I, that. and the joke's I did on me. And the joke's on yeah, me. Yeah, no, that is true. <laughs> so enjoy your boy Bought Rose Bitcoin Royce at 48000 Patty Mills and net next season year. tickets two right. weeks ago. Neither great. Yes. Now, I like to buy at the apex so of the market. That. That's my strategy. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, not <laughs> great. That's true. No, but look, this is obviously shocking. And Nick, I do agree. This is the worst flop, as you called it, in league history. Wilt. Jerry West and Elgin, Elgin Baylor never won a ring together. But it wasn't this bad. All right, this is a disaster. And it, it is a, a negative mark on James Harden, on Kyrie Irving, and on Kevin Durant. And look, a number, this is shocking for a number of reasons. But one of them is this. In, in this entire foolish scenario, this entire disaster, the one guy that was looking good was Kevin Durant, right? Like Kyrie right. Irving looked delusional. Yep. Steve Nash looked overmatched. Sean Marks looked toothless. Ben Simmons looked spineless. The one guy that was doing what he was supposed to do was Kevin Durant. And I think now he's thrown all that out of the window. Okay? this Any goodwill he had garnered is gone now because this is the move of a runner and a move of a follower, not the move of a leader. When the Nets need somebody to step up and lead and take charge, charge, Kevin Durant is bailing. Just like he bailed on Oklahoma City when times got tough. Just like he bailed on Golden State when Draymond Green yelled at him and, and Bob Myers teased him. He is bailing again. Rather than convincing Kyrie, man, look, let's run this back one time. You One year. We got me. We got you. We got Ben. We got Patty Mills. We got Seth Curry. We got Seth Joe Curry, Harris. Yeah. Now, I mean... Rather than try to run it back one year, while just one year, he couldn't even lead for that amount of time. So this is why we know why Kevin Durant has not, and I'll say will not, lead his own team. He might go somewhere and be the best player with a guy that's a leader or a franchise or a coach who's a leader and everything is the culture is set, but he can't do it himself. And that's the difference between the LeBrons, the Steph Currys, the Magic Johnsons, the Larry Birds, the Michael Jordans, and the Kevin Durants. Oh, I mean, that was wow. pretty good speech, Broussard. That, that, if I'm Kevin Durant, great. I'm watching that, and I'm yeah. saying, you know what? Broussard is right. And that adds 
to my little piece of the take monopoly board. I'm buying a tiny piece of property. It's the it's the properties that nobody really wants. Like the I think they're the like the light purples. You you land on them, you're like, I'll just keep going. I don't want that take. Uh, here's the take that I've got now. Baltic. I'm not 100% convinced that Kevin Durant is leaving. I'm just not. For one, oh, no. I can't figure out a deal that makes sense for Sean Marks. For for two, right. there was a little bit of little clue that Woj reported that KD went directly to Josai to ask for the trade. He didn't go to Sean Marks, went directly to Josai, and Josai says, sure, we'll honor that, we'll look for it. But if I'm Josai, I say, KD, what are you looking for? What more do you want? You, you want new uniforms? Yeah, I get you. You want to play with Kyrie? You're slated to play with Kyrie. You want Sean Marks out? I'll get rid of Sean Marks. You want a new coach? I'll get rid of the coach. You want someone else that we can target? I'll go do it. I don't know why Kevin Durant is wants to leave after reading every article, every tweet, and watching every segment on television. I've yet to hear a plausible reason of why he wants to leave. Unless he's mad at right. Joe Sy, and there's no reason to be mad at Joe Sy. You're so mad at him, you're like, you know what? I want to go play for Robert Sarver. Huh? That doesn't make any sense either. So I know everyone, you've got your pouring, you know, Hennessy out and you've got a funeral. I am not ready to say yeah. that I don't expect Kevin Durant and the Nets just to pop up. Like, guess who's back? I, I was I, I it was a little bit of a little bit of a uh, hysteric. You said you don't know why. But I'm now back in on the I'll Nets. I'll tell you why. Hmm? Oh, okay, okay. Well, that's a, you, you, somehow you have picked worse timing than me. I'll give somehow you, you. That is worse I'll timing to you, than you want to buy my season tickets from me, Wilds? Uh, 90 cents on the dollar. Since you're back in right now, 90 cents on the dollar for I'm those just, season tickets if you'd like them. Uh, here's the deal. But I'll tell you why. You said you're looking sense. for a reason. I, I'm, I agree with that. Yeah. And I'm terrible at impressions, so I can't do a De Niro. But from Goodfellas and De Niro, a little bit. Disrespect him a little bit. That's why he wants to leave. It's not about getting away from Kyrie, which is the more remarkable part of this. Some people are like, oh, Kyrie opt-in, <laughs> KD opt you know, demands out. But then it's reported, no, KD still wants to play with Kyrie. KD felt clearly disrespected by virtue of them not taking care of his guy. We came here as a package deal. I have been, while, while here, the Celtics series notwithstanding, arguably the best player in basketball. I have showed up to work. I've been outstanding. I've been no distraction. I've done all of it. And you won't take care of my guy. I'm not, again, I am not justifying it or saying I agree with that reasoning, Jenna. What I am saying is Wilds is looking for why does he want to leave? That is the only possible reason he wants to leave. His business is in New York. He is set up here. That he, The team, to your guys' point, could be good. He picked the coach. He defended Steve Nash. He felt disrespected. Or the other option, and Brew, this is going to pull on your heartstrings. Maybe, can we show it? Maybe that back page New York media finally drove him out of town. Oh, my God. It's 1993 all over again. Thin man has no heart splattered on the back page of today's New York Post. Oh, my goodness, Brew. Mr. Unreliable got a retraction and apology in OKC. I don't think Thin Man has no heart. I'm not getting that in New York. 
You're not getting that. I'm sorry. Out. Kyrie does, shows up for 25 games and KD feels disrespected that the team needs to take care of him. I'm not buying it. We're yep. going to talk That's about right. who's to blame for all this. Now that KD wants out, who should be throwing the kitchen sink at the Nets in a trade? The whole thing frustrates me. First things first. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So, to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to netsuite.com slash FTF. netsuite.com slash FTF. netsuite.com slash FTF. Fox Bet Super 6, giving fans a free chance to win $10,000. Scan that QR code, download the app, and enter your picks for your shot at the jackpots. All right, back to our top story this morning and probably quite a few mornings now. Kevin Durant reportedly requesting a trade to get out of Brooklyn. But to where? Fox Bet has the odds on his next team. Miami Heat, the favorites. Then the Suns and Grizzlies tied for second. Hawks and Knicks to follow. The Slim Reaper sweepstakes is on. Chris Broussard, I ask you, where do you want to see KD next season? Well, Jenna, as a follower and fan of the NBA, I mean, let, let me just start by saying this. Ideally, I would have loved for these guys to run it back. All right. That, like Wild said last segment, that would be my, I'd love to see that most importantly. KD, Kyrie, Ben Simmons, and see what they do. But barring that, my dream scenario, Nick, would be if he could link up with Luka in Dallas. But the Mavericks just don't have enough. Maybe they can find some three or four team deal. But I would love to see KD and Luka playing together. Um, Portland, obviously, I think everybody loved to see him play with Dame. And they do. They just signed Anthony Simons, who's a nice young player. You'd have to wait, I believe, until December 15th to trade Simons. But I'm not Anthony yep. Simons, Shaden Sharp, maybe Yusef Nurkic. You know, that's and obviously you get draft picks with these deals too. So something like that wouldn't be bad. But here's what complicates matters, Nick. Because of an obscure yep. rule in the collective bargaining agreement, the, net, the Nets, as long as Ben Simmons is on the team, th there are a number of star players that they can't trade for with a Kevin Durant trade. And hey, look at this list. Yep. He wanted to go to Miami, right. Bam out of Bayou, Phoenix, Devin Booker, Dodge. None of those guys. I would want a number of those guys. So how about... Maybe the first thing you try to do, and we you broached this a couple of weeks ago, Nick. Do you uh, kick the tires on a Ben Simmons, Kyrie Irving to the Lakers 
for Anthony Davis, Russell Westbrook. And then that way I could trade KD for Donovan Mitchell or uh, um, um, KD a, a KD Jamal Murray. You know, any of these young, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know or if I Bam. want, but yeah, theoretically, bam, any gotcha. of that. So they, there's a lot of things they can look at, but um, it's complicated by that rule that they can't move him for these. I will say this. I would be looking, if I'm the Nets, for star power, not just totally young players and draft picks. Oh. I want to be good oh. now. Oh, They've well, waited long Brew, luck. Luckily for you, and don't show them yet, I've got some trades for you that I think check those boxes. But first, listen, the Suns thing is complicated by the fact that they need DeAndre Ayton to, uh, to want to be a net or to want to be a part of it because it would have to be a sign-and-trade scenario. Right. Ayton has no obligation. And the Nets don't seem to believe they're getting DeAndre Ayton because they just signed Claxton. The, the heat is part of it is complicated by what Brew just said. The player the Nets would want the most is Bam. They'd have to also move Ben Simmons. I know Ja wants him. The, the Ja thing is complicated by the fact that Jaron Jackson Jr. just underwent major surgery and is out for the next four to six months, and he would be the most obvious piece. So I had floated previously the Thunder. If Durant asked for that, he's not asking for that, and I don't think they're sending him to OKC unless he has to go there. So what about these three teams? This is the, the first one is the one that I think works the best. Oh, what about New Orleans? For Brandon Ingram, an all-star, Jackson Hayes, and five first-round picks. Five <laughs> first-round picks. Because New Orleans has their own picks, they have Milwaukee's picks, and they still have some Laker picks. So you can send five first-rounders and an all-star. I do not think Brooklyn will do better than that. And I think Durant, CJ, Zion, instant contender to win the West. So there's Brooklyn. How about, or there's can New I, Orleans. can I? What? Yeah, go ahead. Stay I there. Yeah, counter go. Counter that. And I get yeah. it, the picks. I, I'm not into hoarding picks as much as a lot of these GMs. Because those will, will be low first round picks. But Nick, what about Ingram, CJ McCollum? For Durant and Joe Harris, I, I don't think I. I, for, I think the Nets need the picks, Drew. I'm not sure. I haven't looked at it. I think that I don't think that's enough money. I think that the Nets would have to send out more salary. But I think the Nets because they match. don't have their that own would picks. Match. They, oh, that would match. Okay, I need think they picks. would want the picks. That I think would they match. Would, I think they would want the picks Give more me than two. CJ. Okay, N- number Give me two. two picks. Um. Would Kevin Durant ever go to a team that just knocked him out in the playoffs? Oh, he would. What about this? Jalen Brown, Derek White, and two first-round picks. Jalen Brown, the Celtics become, to me, the clear. That is the one way they could jump Milwaukee and be the clear Eastern Conference favorites. And then, then Wilds, listen, I don't think this is going to happen. I'm just saying it works. Show me the last one. Oh, biggest trade 
in NBA history. Russ, AD, two picks for KD and Kyrie. Oh, Wendy is floating it. Oh, everyone listen to Brian Windors. He keeps floating stuff out there, and then all of a sudden it materializes into a beautiful, my God, who could have seen this coming? Uh, Brian Windors, when he said it in a very understated fashion on the Hoop Collective. Y'all should be listening to it. I'm just saying. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Because what I know is this, Wilds. When there's mayhem about the NBA, you know who typically comes out a winner? The king. Usually. Not always, but usually. All of a sudden, it's like, wait, how did LeBron end up a winner? Ah, because he's playing five-dimensional chess on you fools. So I'm just saying, there's three. I think the Pelicans is the best one. Oddly, if I'm Anthony Davis and I see this trade, I'm going to LeBron being like, what's the deal? What, don't, don't we have some like clutch <laughs> loyalty here? You pulled me out of New Orleans, and now you're sending me to Brooklyn. It just feels like it's a little screwy. I want to go back to the Jalen Brown trade. And Jalen yeah. Brown had two pieces in the news. He liked a tweet that said he was like not respected by Celtics fans, something to that nature. And then uh, yeah. yesterday, yeah. Uh, it, it took a long time for the old media to go through all of the incendiary things that Draymond has said. And we finally got to the fact that he said that uh, he stole Jalen Brown's soul uh, after he put his feet up on (laughs) him and uh, stood over him. Draymond said, and then, of course, Jalen responded to that. Here's the thing if I'm Jalen Brown. Uh, I think this is a compliment. If I'm Jalen Brown, huh, you know what? I can basically be traded straight up for Kevin Durant. And I've got my own team. If Jalen Brown is always Broussard, going to be, it feels like, second fiddle to Tatum. No matter, even if he outplays him, it feels like, well, that's Tatum's squad and Jalen Brown's side. If I'm Jalen Brown, I think this is interesting and it lights a little fire underneath me. I like this one. Go ahead, bro. I don't think it's enough. I mean, I, I think Jalen is a second guy at best on a championship team. I don't think – and you're right. He did outplay Jason Tatum at times during the finals. But, Nick, I don't think he's like – if guy. I'm the Nets, I don't have a number one with this. You think he's a number one? You got Ben Simmons. You know, Ben Simmons, be. number one overall pick, buddy. Max Dutrak. It'd be a great defensive team. No. Jalen Brown, Ben Simmons, Derek Can White. Can I throw out – let me throw out one points. final one. It's interesting. Let Do me it. throw out one final one. Because I don't, I don't have to send KD where he wants to go. How about giving me Anthony Edwards and D'Angelo Russell for Kevin Durant and a bunch of picks? I'm not trading oh, Anthony Edwards. back. I'm not I trading Anthony Edwards. I like it. I'm not, I don't think Minnesota does. You're not trading for Kevin Durant? Anthony Edwards. No, I'm not trading Kevin Anthony Durant? Edwards. No, he's a decade younger. Oh he's my 13 gosh. years younger. He no. might jet uh, from Minnesota. He's bigger than Minneapolis. He needs to be in the Apple. Uh, Nick floated the idea uh, that Wendy brought up KD and Kyrie going to match up with LeBron. We got to dive into that one. That's an interesting nugget. Let's talk about that on the other side. First things first. All right, back to the huge news in the NBA. Kevin Durant asking out of Brooklyn. But get this, according to Woj, KD and Kyrie want to keep playing together somewhere else. Gets even crazier. According to Wendy, the Lakers could potentially have a package to trade for both of them, as we mentioned in the last segment. Nick, would it be a good idea or a bad idea for KD and Kyrie to team up elsewhere? 
because it worked so well in Brooklyn. Uh, listen, I say this, Brew, with no biases whatsoever, okay? Dripping in integrity, take integrity, uh... and truth and honesty. It would make sense with the Lakers, but not with anybody else. I really just think I think it's the only I think you would need okay. the steady hand of LeBron Is that to make sure that I, I I just think you need an established leader to make sure that all hands on That's deck true. can work. If, if you don't have LeBron around to be the adult in the room, then I think the fact that Kevin Durant might want to continue to play with Kyrie Irving is one of the most baffling indefensible i guess he's a great friend i guess the as wilds would say the be kind version the glass half full version is kd greatest friend ever ride or die baby hey uh, we built this whole thing in brooklyn i i set up my entire empire out here and you burnt it to the ground kai Let's go see if someone else will take us. I don't think in reality, I, 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 think, I think LeBron, Katie, and Kyrie would be such a dynamic trio that it would work and LeBron would make sure things are held together. So I do mean that to a degree. But other than there, Katie, you can't, you can't be with this guy anymore. This is, if it were a relationship, this is where Katie's other friends would, you know, be like, hey, buddy, let's get together. And he walks in the room. He's like, is this an intervention? And they're like, it is. <laughs> right. you, got, you, you guys, it, 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 it's right. toxic, man. It's no good. I know, I know where your heart is. I know you have these great memories. I know what you think it could be. It's not going to be that. And so I think it is, it, uh, of all the news yesterday, Brew, the most shocking was when Wendy and Woj both said, Katie would like to keep playing with Kyrie, just not in Brooklyn. It is, so yeah, I do think with the Lakers, it would be unbelievable. I can't, but I, I and I, it, I'm semi-joking, but not really. I think LeBron's the only personality in the league strong enough to hold that together. I think every other team, it would just be the Nets moved there. And that doesn't work. It just doesn't work. So, no, I, I think it's a bad idea. Except for the Lakers, where I think it's a great idea they win a bunch of titles. So, they should, Polinka should probably make it happen. Nick, I agree. I agree. If they go to the Lakers and team with LeBron, sure. Yeah. I'll take that. There is nowhere else on planet Earth I would want these two playing together. Nowhere. Not Team USA. Not it, no, nothing else. Not it, I don't even want them in an all-star game together. All right, go, go to different conferences. All right, don't pick each other when you pick teams. All right, I mean, no, this is, and you're right, Nick. Kevin Durant, this, and this, let me say this. This is not about loyalty, okay? Because if he were loyal, he would at least give the Nets one more season. At least. The Nets have committed, guys, $312 million to Kevin Durant. And we talk about Kyrie only playing 103 games out of a possible 226. Guess how many Kevin Durant's played? 90. 90. That's amazing. And they gave him $300 million. You talk about, <laughs> at the very least, show us the respect of giving us a season. 
That's all. And especially when we gave you a roster that on paper is as good as any out there. Nick, I think you would agree. The the moves they made yesterday, Nick Claxton, Patty Mills, Royce O'Neal, those are good moves if you got KD, Kyrie, and Ben Simmons engaged and Seth Curry and Joe Harris. You're right. So this is not about loyalty. This is about, again, KD being a follower. And Kyrie Irving has KD in the palm of his hand. Because not only for for KD to want to play with Kyrie still, Wilds, after all the hiatuses Kyrie's taken for family issues, for national tragedies, after him not getting vaccinated like an Andrew Wiggins did, and wow, look how it worked out for Wiggins. After him, after him saying, I will bail on you. I know we came here together to build it. I wanted to come here. You you were iffy, but you came with me. After all that, I'll go play with LeBron again. I'm out of here, buddy. I'm going to play with LeBron and the Lakers. After all of that, KD's still following behind Kyrie. I mean, gosh. It's just frustrating. So, yeah, I'm with you, Nick. The only place it works is the Lakers. That's it. Okay. Just, just for the record, when, K- when Kyrie opted back in, the Nets' championship odds were amongst the best in the league. So if KD and Kyrie want to play together, Nick, they're literally on the same team right now. So you can say it's about respect that the organization, uh, you know, let them down and they need to leave. Man, if I'm Steve Nash or if I'm KD or Rich Kleiman, I say, you know what? Everybody over to my house. Guess what we're going to pop in the DVD of? We got it from Kevin Wilds himself. The Last Dance. Oh, what is The Last Dance about? A great team with a bunch of superstars who were were revolting against management that wasn't showing them the respect. So they all got together and said, you know what? It's The Last Dance. Let's give it one more run, fellas, and then break up. If they're serious about wanting to play together, they've got the ideal situation. It's like they don't know it. The grass isn't greener in Phoenix. It, 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 it's too hot. Yeah. It's, no, it's, it's it's the grass is You're greener right, here. If they want to actually stay, they should do it. If they want to play together, so, they should stay. A couple issues there. The first one is you got to find someone who has a DVD player, which is very hard these days. Come on, showing your age there. It's video on demand. Come on, not popping in, in DVDs. We just have uh, a lot of... Honestly, second we have 50 issue, I even DVDs know that, Wilds. I even know that. The, all right. But so here's oh, like the problem. Here's the thing. thing. Because I, I am not holding out hope that, like, while, and hope's the wrong word. I am not holding any belief that Kevin Durant's going to play for the Nets. I thought this was done, that this whole thing was blown up 10 days ago. And then briefly it looked like, oh, they're going to run it back one more year. But now it's blown up. But I do think it is fascinating, Brew, that they are not running it back one more year. That I think you guys, fo- focusing on that point, you and Wilds, I think is smart, and I think it's relevant, and I think it is. I can't wait for someone, one of the, the people that covers this team on a day-to-day basis, to write the full you know, epitaph of this. Is that the right word? I'm not sure. But the full uh, autopsy of what happened here. Because right. it made sense. Katie demanding a trade made sense when for a moment it was like, oh, he really is done with Kyrie. 
He is just, he doesn't want to be associated with it. Right. He thinks That's it's right. going to be too much mayhem. He thinks Kyrie is going to cause that th- this year is dead before it starts. So I don't want to waste another year of my prime. But now that it's been reported, he still wants to play with Kyrie. It is very odd to me that they, and I, I think it's about disrespect, but I also think it is somewhat indefensible that they are not simply saying, Let's do this year, try to win the title, right. and Kyrie, if you still want to leave, you leave, and I can demand my trade then. It's If KD exactly. can demand a trade with four years left, it, it's not like he couldn't demand a trade with right. three years left. So it is, it, that is the most, the weirdest part of this whole thing, Brew, that they're not, they, they were, to Wilde's point, the favorites in the Eastern Conference. The second best odds to win the championship were the Brooklyn Nets so not about when winning. we woke up yesterday morning. So it's so, it, that part to me, Brew, is we need to peel more layers of it. It's the most fascinating element of this whole thing. Well, Nick, I agree with a lot of that. The one thing I disagree with you on, I don't think KD is feeling disrespected. I think Kyrie's feeling disrespected. KD could have easily released a tweet. He could have had climbing just leak it to some writer. He went to Joe Psy and talked to That's him right. privately. That shows some respect, I assume. I feel like. I think this is Kyrie feeling disrespected and KD going along Which with is it. Out of because it's like you said. That's what I think this is. And I gotta say this, Kyrie. Now he spends his summers in L.A. So he thinks he's going to be happy out there. I, while I agree with you that the one team that should try to make this happen would be the Lakers, and by the way, if I'm the Nets, there's not a deal the Lakers can come up with straight up. Maybe if it's a three- or four-team deal. But I'm not taking Anthony Davis and Russell Westbrook for KD and, Ky- and uh, Kyrie. I, that's not enough because I don't want Westbrook and Anthony Davis is injury-prone. So I need more than that. I'm not doing that. But... I'm, I think LeBron could make it where he certainly had the best chance of anybody. But, man, Kyrie still would be a wild card. Kyrie hasn't been happy anywhere. Neither is KD. They haven't been happy anywhere. Kyrie wasn't happy winning championships with LeBron. Wasn't happy having his own team in Boston. Isn't happy playing with one of his best te- friends at his, in his hometown for the team he grew up rooting for. I think he'd be happy initially. Oh, yeah, this is great. We're going to run it back. We should have never left. And then over time, he'd probably begin being unhappy again. And maybe would derail that thing out in L.A. So it's just a mess all the way around. Kyrie was happy two months ago. His exit press conference, if you will, was talking about him and KD being cornerstones of the franchise and they would build together and it would motivate them for for next year. That was two months ago. So what happened? So I think right. that right now we're looking back on like all of the flaws in this fight and this fight and this fight. Man, two months ago it was good and that was post That same thing. So something that has Bro, happened in the last two months where the knot has come untied and it feels like well, a mess. Not I just think that Joe Psy can... Can redo it. Then give him the deal. Well, well, it, Problem no, solved. But Joe Sai got enough money. But here's the 
I don't think they, they, they don't want, they, they said they were prepared to lose them both. Remember, that was the other windy report. They were prepared to lose them both rather than give Kyrie right. control. But you mentioned Kyrie's end of season press conference. This is something I've tweeted out a half dozen times over the last few years, but I would suggest anyone go back and watch Kyrie's press conference after game five of the finals in 2017. After they lose the finals in 2017, Kyrie's final words as a Cav. He does a two-minute tribute to LeBron James. Says how this man just averaged a triple-double in the final. How this man, you guys keep doubting him. How he is excited about continuing to learn with it from him, play alongside him, and see what they can do. And within six weeks, Jenna, he demanded a trade and threatened to have surgery if they wouldn't do it. Because he was so upset about playing with LeBron. Nothing had changed. Weird. So yeah. Kyrie... Hey, Kyrie, the, the, the commercial. I hope you guys retire my jersey in Boston. I hate being here. Jenna, right. it's just who he is. That's it. Right. He wanted to stay in Boston. And that so last him out. If you're the next, wait him out. Gave the same soliloquy. Oh, it's frustrating. Switch some gears now. Talk some USFL. Daryl Moose Johnson joining us next. We're going to preview Sunday's championship game. Not frustrating at all. Looking forward to that. First things first. Ohio for the first semifinal in the USFL postseason. Where you can feel the buzz. Kevontae Turpin, the MVP of the league. How about this play to start things off? Victor Bolden. Nobody's going to catch him. See you later. Ooh, big hits, man. He gets crushed. My man laid some serious wood. Cookus, he's got room. Touchdown, Philadelphia. Hey, nice thought that hit. Nice thought that hit. Jay Moore Smith, how about that for an answer? Perez picked off in a huge upset here in this USFL semifinal. It is the inaugural USFL championship game live from the Pro Football Hall of Fame Stadium in Canton, Ohio. The Birmingham Stallions and the Philadelphia Stars going head-to-head in a quest to take home the historic first title. Sunday, 7.30 Eastern on Fox. So that's a look ahead, and we're going to preview that in a second. First, I want to take a look back at the best of the USFL semis. Wilds, what do you got for the best pick six? Stallions, breakers, all tied up at seven until this. DeMarcus Gates, interception, takes it to the house to put Birmingham on top. All right, Nick, best fourth down play. Breakers with the ball, fourth and four. Jordan Ellis picks up the first down and a whole lot more. Takes it 35 yards for the game-tying touchdown. Fortunately, not enough. As you know, the Stallions did go on to win. Chris Broussard, best punt return of the semifinals. What do you got? Oh, ouch, Jenna. This one's smart. The Philadelphia Star down one to my New Jersey Generals. Less than two minutes left. Maurice Alexander Jr. takes it to the house for the game-winning score. Stars, not my generals, moving on to the title game. You can be nice about it. All right, we're going to stay here in the USFL. Joining us now to talk a little title game, we got USFL Executive Vice President of Football Operations, Moose Johnston. Uh, Moose, good morning. Thanks for hanging out with us. We got a big weekend ahead of us. Why don't you kick us off? What do you think fans should expect from the Stars and Stallions on Sunday night? 
Well, I, I think they should expect an, another close game. I think it's one of the great things that, that we've been able to do this season is, is have these really tight fits at the end. Uh, and we'll go all the way back to our draft process on why that's happening. We drafted by position, so we never let one one team kind of load up in an area, whether it was front seven, offensive line, offensive skill. You know, we went position by position and distributed the talent equally across the league. So since that time, we've had really close games. We had a couple get away from us during the course of the season, but the majority of them come down to the to the last two minutes. We've had several come down to the, the final play of the game. So I think we should see uh, something very, very similar this weekend in our championship game. Moose, another one of the reasons you guys have had so many close games is a lot of the innovations have allowed for comebacks, have allowed for yeah. what could be a blowout to all of a sudden be a one-score game. With nearly a full year under your belt, what do you think has, was the most successful or the best innovation that distinguishes the USFL from football we've watched previously? I think the biggest thing when you talk from a rule standpoint and the impact that it had on the game were, were some of the things we did in the kicking game. Um, you know, moving the kickoff back to the 25, you know, making eight or, or, or nine guys be closer to that, that kick uh, and then dropping back, not having that, that wall on the back where you get the wedges and the double teams um, that, that we see in the NFL. Now, th those are illegal in the USFL as well, but I've missed the kickoff return. In, in the NFL, and, and we wanted to bring that play yeah. back to the USFL, and we saw how big that was last week with Victor Bolden Jr. with the kickoff return for a touchdown. We saw Cavante Turpin you know, earlier in the year, so the return game has, has been one of the really impressive things that we've been able to bring back to the game in the USFL, and, and, and we saw that in the semifinals where we had all the big returns that were the pivot points in the game. No, I agree, Moose. That's definitely one of the most exciting plays in football. But you guys have decided you've ha had all the playoff games in Canton, Ohio, at the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Why did you guys decide to do that, and how do you feel this worked out for the league? Yeah, sometimes it's better to be lucky than good. Uh, I, I think we would have preferred to do everything down in Birmingham at Protective Stadium. Uh, but with the World Games coming in and them needing a little bit of lead time to get everything ready, uh, for, for their celebration, we were going to lose access to the stadium uh, in Birmingham. So we had to find an alternate venue. And, uh, you know, a credit to Fox and the executives there and the relationship that they have with the Hall of Fame Village in Canton uh, reached out and were able to get that done. So I, I've got my fingers crossed that this becomes something that we do every season. I think it's been outstanding for our players and our coaches. You know, last Friday we were in the hall going to the museum. And I just asked everybody, all four teams with their staffs, to stand up if this is the first time you're going to have an opportunity to go to the Hall of Fame. And I was blown away by how many people hadn't been there, including our coaching staff. So there was a couple of coaches I was really surprised. So it's a great opportunity for them to celebrate what pro football is all about, why they're here, who's come before them uh, and built this game. So I'm hoping that this becomes a tradition in the USFL. There's, there's talks about us breaking out and doing a, a North Hub potentially next year and going four and four, and, and what a great place to have that, that championship game and that playoff series if we're divided north-south than Canton, Ohio. Right. First of all, I think the timing of it is also just splendid. To have a championship football on a July 4th weekend is just wonderful. Uh, I'm also going to take a page out of Nick Saban's book, where like the classic stories where Nick Saban celebrates the championship and then the next morning is thinking about the next year. After the championship is over, Moose, what do you think is in store for next year and future years of the USFL? 
Well, the first thing, we're not going to do what Nick Saban does. Uh, I, I think we did that back in Dallas as well. We never <laughs> celebrated what we, what we accomplished when we won our Super Bowls. We moved right on to the next year and getting ready to defend. So I, I, have, I have told everybody, listen, at the end of this season, on July 3rd, when we crown our champion, we're all going to take a minute and reflect back on all the hard work, everything that we've learned, and celebrate you know, crowning our first champion in the USFL. There's time for us to get on to season two, uh, but I want to make sure that we celebrate everything that we did uh, to have all the success we did in year one. So number one, let's celebrate all that hard work right away, and then we'll have plenty of time to get ready for year two, and, and let's, let's take some time to get away from it and really put some thought into where we can get better. There's a lot of areas that we'll be able to be better in year two than we were here in the inaugural season, uh, but, but before we do that, let's make sure we celebrate all the hard work. Moose, I love you sharing the, the perspective of how young some of these guys are with, with how many of them have even been to the Hall of Fame. I think that was interesting for everyone to kind of look around and see they're all on this journey together. Looking forward to Sunday, give us a player you think we should be looking to, watching, looking out for um, in the semifinals. I think Case Cookus, the quarterback for the Philadelphia Stars. You know, in the, the they're wearing sorry. It. Yeah, in the, in the championship game, Case Cookus being, you know, that guy that, he wasn't the starter at the beginning of the year. It was Brian Scott, and Brian got hurt, and Case Cookus has stepped in and played really, really well. Um, been very impressed. Uh, I, I think the guys, you know, they're, they're, they're attracted to his leadership, and you see that, that touchdown run he had last week in that New Jersey game. He, he's a gritty player, thrown some great passes. Philadelphia is doing some really good things, and they're still under the radar. And, and they've used that. Bart Andrus, the head coach, has used that to motivate these guys. They lead the league in, in turnover ratio. They're the highest scoring team in, in the USFL. And yet a lot of people don't think they have much of a chance in this game against Birmingham. So uh, they've done a great job of, of taking all that, that negative press or, or that doubt that they can finish this out and, and use it as motivation. Moose, thanks so much for uh, setting the table for us for Sunday. Great job all season. We appreciate you hanging out with us, and we'll be watching Sunday nights. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Thanks, Moose. We, uh, yep. We're going to take a turn, get back to the big news out of the NBA. Who is to blame for the mess in Brooklyn? Because that's exactly what it has become. First things first on a Friday morning. Welcome to Canton, Ohio, for the first semifinal in the USFL postseason. Where you can feel the buzz. Kevontae Turpin, the MVP of the league. How about this play to start things off? Victor Bolden. Nobody's going to catch him. See you later. Woo! Big hits. Bam, he gets crushed. My man laid some serious wood. Cookus, he's got room. Touchdown, Philadelphia. Hey, nice dunk that Nice Moore Smith, how about that for an answer? Perez picked off in a huge upset here in this USFL semifinal. It is the inaugural USFL championship game live from the Pro Football Hall of Fame Stadium in Canton, Ohio. The Birmingham Stallions and the Philadelphia Stars going head-to-head -head in a quest to take home the historic first title. Sunday, 7.30 Eastern on Fox. So that's a look ahead, and we're going to preview that in a second. First, I want to take a look back at the best of the USFL semis. Wilds, what do you got for the best pick six? Stallions breakers all tied up at seven until this. Marcus Gates, interception, takes it to the house to put Birmingham on top. 
All right, Nick, best fourth down play. Breakers with the ball, fourth and four. Jordan Ellis picks up the first down and a whole lot more. Takes it 35 yards for the game-tying touchdown. Fortunately, not enough. As you know, the Stallions did go on to win. Chris Broussard, best punt return of the semifinals. What do you got? Oh, ouch, Jenna. This one's smart. The Philadelphia Stars down one to my New Jersey Generals. Less than two minutes left. Maurice Alexander Jr. takes it to the house for the game-winning score. Stars, not my Generals. Moving on to the title game. All right, we got stories to start your morning, sponsored by Ram Trucks, built to serve. And we're talking about that bombshell that dropped in the NBA yesterday, happened just before 3 p.m. Kevin Durant wants out, requesting to be traded from Brooklyn three years to the day that he and Kyrie announced they'd be teaming up. And with only one playoff series win to show for it. KD's had enough. He's out. Nick, how shocked were you when you heard all this yesterday? Well, Jenna, whenever something that showed so much promise is taken from us far too soon, it's shocking. And, uh, I mean, if we could all pay the right respect and have a moment of silence for Bruce's beloved Nets, gone before we hardly knew ye. I, can we, I'm going to pour a little out on behalf of everybody for what is, the Nets. What is going uh, on? I mean, what was your guys' favorite Nets moment? What was your favorite moment of scary hours? <laughs> was it the closest sweep ever? W- was it when they had <laughs> multiple head coaches for the first team? Was it the one solitary playoff series victory? Was it the greatest game-winning jump shot uh, that wasn't a game-winning jump shot at all? If only Kevin Durant's feet were smaller. <laughs> oh, that was how it. innocent yes, we that were. That was it. When that was, yeah, when that was the discussion. For what now goes down as the biggest flop in NBA history. This is Waterworld-esque. But unlike Waterworld, it didn't do big numbers in the Asian markets. It was just all hype and all imaginary. And the shame for the Nets is this. You know, the best year for the Nets is when? Next year. Always next year. And now next year has been taken from them because Kevin Durant said, I don't want to do this anymore. So listen, Brew, I'm not, I don't want to pile on for you in a moment of sadness. You know, what? You, all now you have left are your beloved Clippers, and I feel badly for you in that regard. However, I did warn you that your old, <laughs> you know, old school parenting, spare the rod, spoil the child. I'm going to show these young whippersnappers who's in charge. It's a different day, and it's a different league. And you know who's in charge? Evidently, the players always. You don't want to pay Kyrie Irving $200 million because he doesn't show up to work that often? Well, now you got nobody. Now it's, let me check, Royce O'Neal's team. He's the captain now. For the Brooklyn Nets. And so the only bigger loser than you is, you know, me who just bought Nets season tickets. But aside from that, I was right all along about this fraud of a team, Brew. And I was right about Sean Marks playing a dangerous game. 
All right, first of all, props, Nick, for going the extra mile for that segment. I mean, I, I know you ruined your yeah. carpet by pouring out that scotch yeah. on it. I mean, but hey. <laughs> It was I a did. good segment. It was yeah, it was worth it. Hard it was all worth it. You know? it's not, it's yeah. not, okay. I regret right. the decision already. <laughs> and you stole yeah. my thunder. Cause you, yeah, yeah. What I do. The Nets are the reason I came the new the New York metropolitan area back in 1998 and covered the team with Kerry Kittles and Keith Van Horn and Kendall Gill and Jason nice. Williams and John Calipari. All them. That's why I came here. So, yeah, I got a little bit of love for the Nets. I got a fond memories of the Nets. But like you said, I'm not the one who shelled out all that money for season tickets. So you enjoy watching Royce O'Neal and Patty Mills next year. All right. And the joke's on you, buddy, not on me. Now, here, let me answer Jenna's question. Yeah, of course I was shocked. All right. And uh, many reasons. We all have many reasons we were shocked. One was this, Wilds, the one guy in this whole terrible three-year saga who looked good was Kevin Durant. He was the only one who was out there doing his thing on the court. He was the only one who, whenever he wasn't hurt, was out there playing. He was the only one not causing problems, not quitting on the team, not showing up for the national tragedies and family issues. He was being professional. Steve Nash looked overmatched. Kyrie Irving looked delusional. All right, James Harden looked like a quitter. Sean Marks looked toothless. Ben Simmons looked spineless. Kevin Durant looked great. And now, all that good public will that Kevin Durant had garnered, it's gone. Because he don't look great today. All right? He looks like when somebody needed to step up and lead the Nets, he bailed. He ran away. When the going got tough, he ran. And I hate to say it, and I didn't say it at the time because there hadn't been a pattern. But just like he ran from Oklahoma City when it got tough, and just like he ran from Golden State, when Draymond Green yelled at him and Bob Myers had the audacity to tease him. He is running now. Nobody would have blamed you for giving it one last shot one year. If it doesn't work, I'm out. Everybody would have been cool. You're not even running it back, bruh. One year, Kyrie, me, are you Ben Simmons, Seth Curry? All, one year, you that's too, it. Can you leave for one year? Really and he wouldn't do it. Let's go. He won, and here's the kicker, Wiles. Well, last thing, I, I, I want to do it. He could have went for all the all the talk about. Uh, he got to win a title. He got to go prove he can win a title. That's what everybody's saying. The two teams you say you want to go to, Phoenix and Miami, Nick, they happen to be the number one seeds in each conference. <laughs> you, you, you look like you want another easy ring. Come on, man. You're better than this. Mark Jackson, you're better than this. I'm done. Okay. All right. So here's my plan. I don't think Kevin Durant is running Broussard. He certainly has his sneakers on and is tying them up. But right now, he's a member of the Brooklyn Nets, just like Kyrie, just like Joe Harris, just like Seth Curry. And that team, as currently constituted, is the favorites in the Eastern Conference. So it's not about winning. So if I'm Joe Sidenick, I would do two things. 
I would show Kevin Durant Broussard's speech just then, and then I would simply ask, what do you want? I'm a billionaire. What do you want? Do you want us to go back to the other jerseys? We can do that. Do you want me to tweak the roster? I can do that. Get rid of Steve Nash? I can do that. Get rid of Sean Marks? I can do that. So if you're, if I'm Josiah and I'm coming to you as Kevin Durant, what do you want me to do? Because I want to be in the Kevin Durant business because I went through every trade. There is nothing that is coming back that is remotely close to giving up Kevin Durant. No, there's nothing that makes sense. Yeah. A bunch of little swaps. Doesn't work. Yeah, right, so well, listen, right. a, the, you're, you guys are in different stages. So Brew is in the anger stage and you are in the denial stage. I am in the told you so stage. Yeah, listen, <laughs> rightly or wrongly, uh, Kyrie Irving plays a siren song for Kevin Durant. And Kevin Durant saw that they mistreated Kyrie Irving and his eyes said, I am out of here. And, and guess what, Brew? Jason Kidd and Carrie Kittles ain't walking back through that door. And in fact, Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett aren't either. It's about to be Ben Simmons with a 35 usage rate and Royce O'Neal playing your power forward spot. Not great. Enjoy if the only games, Nick. Enjoy the coming. games. All right, We're back. back after.